0: The hour of seven, having arrived, I'm going to call a meeting to order. The clerk will call the roll.
1: Miles. Here. Miles here. Nelson. Here. Nelson here. Laughlin. Here. Laughlin here. Pertle. Purtle absent. Rip. Here. Rip here. Rit, Ritt here. Rusk. Here. Rusk here. Salaf. Here. Salaf here. Shower. Shower, absent. Schmidt. Here. Schmidt here. Stubbs. Here. Stubbs here. Veldrin. Veldrin here. White Lightner. White here. Willet. Willet here. here. Williams. Williams here, Young. Here. Young here, Zweepel. Zweepel, absent. Baird. Here. Baird here, Bollig. Here. Bollig here, Chenoweth. Here. Chenoweth here, Clausius. Clausius here, Downing.
2: Here.
1: Downing here, Die, Die here, Erikson. Erikson here, here. here Farrell. Farrell, absent. Gillis. Here. Gillis here, Hendrick. Here. Hendrick here, Jones. Jones, absent. Kiefer. Here. Kiefer here, Kilmer. Here. Kilmer here, Kolar. Here. Kolar here, Krause. Year Levin. here Levin, Levin here Matano,
2: here.
1: Matano here McCarble.
2: Here.
1: McCarbell, here Corrigan, here Corrigan here.
0: Thirty-one supervisors are present. Supervisors Farrell, Jones, and Zwiepel had indicated that they would not be able to join us this evening. This evening will be led in our prayer inspirational message by Supervisor Miles.
3: Thank you, Madam Chair. Well, um, you know, recently I've experienced some times of. I guess uh, increased cynicism and so forth, with all the things that are going on in our national politics and even our state politics, it has me feeling a bit cynical at times and and um, uh, and wondering, you know, what it is we can accomplish in public service. And, that, and I have to say, I found some comfort and renewed inspiration in hearing the words of President Obama in his acceptance speech of the. Uh, uh, the most recent uh, Kennedy uh, Profiles and Courage Award. So I thought I'd read his 30-minute speech to you all. <laughs> What's the over-under and when we get out of here? <laughs> no, I, I want to share some of the words from, from his speech with you uh, that, that touched me. So in describing um, uh, facing uncertain and even perilous times, he said it is at such times courage is necessary At such moments, we need courage to believe that together we can tackle big challenges like inequality and climate change. At such moments, it is necessary for us to show courage in challenging the status quo and in fighting the good fight, but also to show courage, the courage to listen to one another and seek common ground and embrace principled compromise. Later, he said, speaking of freshmen in Congress, men and women in his first year of his presidency. He said, in that very first term, they had to take tough vote after tough vote because we were in crisis. They took votes to save the financial system and the economy, even when it was highly unpopular. They took votes to save the auto industry when even in Michigan people didn't want to see bailouts. They took votes to crack down on the abuses on Wall Street despite pressure from lobbyists and sometimes their donors. And they found themselves in the midst of a great debate, a debate that had been going on for decades, a debate about whether a nation as wealthy as the United States of America would finally make healthcare not a privilege but a right for all Americans. And so by the time the vote came up to pass the Affordable Care Act, these freshmen congressmen and women knew that they had, a, had to make a choice, that they had a chance to ensure millions and prevent untold worry and suffering and bankruptcy and even death, but that this vote, same vote would likely cost them their new seats, perhaps and their political careers. And these men and women did the right thing. They did the hard thing. Theirs was a profile in courage. Because of that vote, 20 million people got health insurance who did not have it before. And then he closed with this. Every citizen inspired by that history who tips their toes in the water of active democracy for the first time and musters the determination to try and fail and try again, and sometimes fail again and still try again. No, their efforts aren't always rewarded right away because they believe in that upward trajectory of the American story, the story that nobody told better than John F. Kennedy, that very Kennedy-esque idea that America is not the project of any one person and that each of us can make a difference and all of us ought to try. I know that the values and the progress that we cherish are not inevitable, that they are fragile, in need of constant renewal. John F. Kennedy knew that our best hope and our most powerful answer to our doubts and to our fears lies inside of each of us and our willingness to joyfully embrace our responsibility as citizens, to stay true to our allegiance, to our highest and best ideals, to maintain, maintain our regard and concern for the poor, and the aging and marginalized to put our personal part part personal or party interests aside when duty to our country calls or when conscious demands that is the spirit that has brought america so far and that is the spirit that will always carry us to better days please rise for the pledge i, I, pledge, I pledge allegiance to the, to the flag, flag. flag. And to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all.
0: Thank you, Supervisor Miles. Um, this evening we have two special matters. The first is um, recognizing May 21st to 27th, um, 2017, as Emergency Medical Services Week in Dane County. And if the <clears throat> EMS commissioners and those being honored would come forward... Um, we'll um, read the resolution and um, present the
4: resolution.
5: Thank you, Madam
6: Chair. Mr. O'Laughlin.
0: Supervisor O'Laughlin.
6: Come join us. Dennis is new to the commission, so he's, he's getting the hang of it. We're not going to leave you out. Yeah, Carrie. Yeah, no, on, <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you, Madam Chair. So I want to introduce this, this uh, resolution, and before I do, I just wanted to encourage all of you to go to your EMS departments and visit them this next week. Hopefully they, they probably have some activities to include you, but uh, go and see them, visit them, I'm sure that uh, they've got some community events coming up. So I move 2017 Resolution 068, recognizing May 21st through 27th, 2017, as Emergency Medical Services Week in Dane County. Whereas the Dane County Emergency Medical Services Regional System is in its 40th year of providing coordinated quality care to its citizens of Dane County and access to quality emergency care dramatically improves the survival and recovery rate of those who experience sudden illness or injury. And whereas 1,078 emergency medical providers, almost half of whom are volunteers, are ready to provide life-saving care to those in need 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, and the members of the emergency medical services teams engage in thousands of hours of specialized training continued education to enhance their life-saving skills and whereas the Dane County EMS system responded to over 44,000 calls for service in 2016 and has saved more than 344 individuals in Dane County since the defibrillation program began in 1989
7: including
6: 34 in 2016 and whereas the American College of Emergency Physicians, along with other partners, is sponsoring the 40th Annual Emergency Medical Services EMS Week throughout the nation. Now, therefore, be it resolved that the Dane County Board of Supervisors hereby recognizes the week of May 21st through 27th as Emergency Medical Services Week in Dane County as a tribute to the value and accomplishments of the Dane County Emergency Medical Service Providers, including emergency physicians, emergency nurses, emergency medical technicians, paramedics, firefighters, educators, administrators, and others, and be it finally resolved that a copy of this resolution be presented to Dr. Michael Lohmeyer and Dr. Michael Massera Medical directors for Dane County EMS and Charles Tubbs, Senior, Director of the Department of Emergency Management, in recognition of the outstanding accomplishments and dedication of the men and women in the Dane County EMS system.
0: Moved by Saleh, seconded by McCarville. All those in favor say
6: aye.
0: aye. Opposed say no. The ayes have it, and Resolution 68 is approved.
6: Thank you, ma'am, and thank you, uh, my fellow supervisors. And if, if if it's okay, I would like. Any of our members, commission members, and staff, if you have a few words that you want to share?
5: Go for it.
8: Um, Good evening, everyone. As a member of the EMS Commission, on behalf of the PP&J, our county board chair, and all of us here tonight, um, we just want to say thank you to all the EMS personnel and um, everyone associated for everything that you do. wholeheartedly we support you. As a citizen, I'd like to say thank you again from the bottom of my heart for being there and ready to help when the calls come in from our neighbors and friends and family regardless of the time of day or night. Um, So often you are the difference between life and death for our citizens in need. And just a quick one for you. Some of you have heard this story, but um, I had a little niece who got into a pretty bad car accident. Uh, She was broadsided by a truck coming out of a driveway in the middle of the day, and um, so she was injured pretty bad. Um, her kids are hurt. Um, they're okay now, but I talked to her a uh, while after the accident, and I said, "Jody, you know that was a really bad day. I mean, do you remember the accident? Do you re- what do you remember?" And she said, "Well, Aunt Marie, I-, I remember going down the road. I think I remember the car hitting, but I don't know for sure." She said, "But really, the first thing I remember um, was the EMT, and." That's what she remembered on and off through drifting in and out of consciousness. So thank you very much, all EMS folks, for everything you do.
2: Thank you. Um, so my name is Eric Bauman. I've been a uh, volunteer, part-time EMT, firefighter, paramedic, uh, emergency nurse, uh, EMS, nursing and medical educator for the last 30 years in Dane County. Um, So i filled most of the roles that uh, um, Mr. Sayloff has talked about. Um, And I just want to, you know, ask you to continue to support the various agencies um, in Dane County because there are too many to name, some 27 um, agencies, and understand that there are still many parts of – the county and the majority of the country is served by volunteers or combination departments. So to continue to have the support of the supervisors in Dane County and all the municipalities that you all represent is very important. Uh, to those people because many of those people uh, do this uh, as a desire to serve their community as opposed to their profession, although they are held to the same professional levels as everybody else in their careers. Um, So thank you for voting for the resolution. It's my pleasure to have served in all of those roles and now as a Dane County EMS Commissioner. Thank you.
6: Thank you, Madam Chair. Thank you very much.
0: The next special matter is um, a presentation um, on a Greater Madison Vision, um, and Steve Steinhoff, who's the Deputy Director of CARPSI, and Myra Madrano, who's co-chair of a Greater Madison Vision, are here, along with Larry Palm, who is um, chair of um, CARPSI, and who is unbi- – who helped um, to organize a greater medicine vision through the CARP- through CARP-C and they're going to talk a little bit about this program and visioning for the future in this area. So Chair Palm.
7: Thank you very much. Uh, uh, thank you, everyone. I'm just going to be here very briefly, and then I'll turn it over to the uh, smarter people than me. Uh, but I did want to um, have an opportunity to say hi to you and introduce you to a greater Madison vision. It's a shared regional vision. Um, you being county supervisors, we thought we'd, uh, that would be a good uh, engagement for you. Um, so, so you might, one thing you might ask is why does the um CARP-C and the Greater Madison Division exist? And it's partially because of a regional uh, planning statute from the state that says the Regional Planning Commission should have the function and duty of making and adopting a master plan for the physical development of the region. So therefore, um, planning processes such as Greater Madison Vision. And then the commission itself has actually also um, reaffirmed this as a vital role to the commission. Uh, Last year we went through uh, um, a strategic planning process and we affirmed that our mission um, for the commission is uh, facilitating the creation of a shared vision and regional plan with our communities. We support communities in making vital decisions that strengthen our region. So uh, with that I'll turn it over to Steve Steinhoff, our Deputy Director.
5: Thanks Larry. Thank you, uh, Chair Palm, and thank you for the opportunity to talk to you tonight about a greater Madison vision. Um, I'm going to talk in three minutes about uh, quickly why we're doing this. And a shared vision and plan for growth is largely about accommodating growth. So in the next 20, 25 years, we're looking at somewhere around 150,000 people at our current rate of growth. Uh, And this means that uh, these people will need a lot of housing, so we're looking at maybe 70-some thousand units of a wide variety of housing types, maybe over 90,000 new workers, new jobs, new buildings, uh, maybe 10, 10 million square feet of office space, a lot of transportation infrastructure to accommodate the ways we get around. Uh, this will require tens of billions of dollars of new investment, uh, in these, this investment is made by primarily local decision-makers throughout the region, uh, which brings local accountability. But at the same time, there's uh, over 60 units of government, as you're very familiar with, each one with multiple decision-making bodies about how that investment is made. And uh, regional challenges faced with decisions being made at the local level is why regional planning commissions exist so that local units of government can work together to meet challenges that transcend municipal boundaries. And so what are some of these regional level challenges? Well, of course, uh, our transportation system is one. Uh, The rising cost of housing prices uh, is a critical challenge. Housing, like transportation, is regional in nature. Be a lot of infrastructure costs that I mentioned. How we grow determines how much we're going to spend on these infrastructure costs. Um, as we grow and expand, uh, ensuring that workers can get to uh, jobs and that businesses can access skilled workers, protecting our natural environment, uh, enjoying outdoors, uh, addressing issues of climate change, uh, which the county has taken on. Uh, As we grow increasingly more diverse over this period of time, Uh, it's a regional challenge to ensure that all have access to opportunities and can contribute to society. Uh, Preserving critical blocks of farmland as we grow and develop. All of these things, regional level challenges, since these are are, uh, addressed by local decisions, require us to be on the same game plan, to have the same goals. Um, And that's why the the, the public gets this, and that's why they, when, when polled a year ago, 75% said this was a critical issue, but uh, we need to do a better job. And with that, I'll turn it over to our uh, our co-chair, uh, Myra Medrano. Thank you.
9: Thanks, Steve. So um, in going off that information, so where we are right now in the process. So right now, it's about bringing people together to create a long-term vision plan to guide public and private decisions. So, building a report with a community is important. Um, it is also too important to gain their, their feedback as we move forward um, to a greater Madison vision. So we formed a steering committee um, consisting of business, government, and nonprofit, um, From big to small cities, villages, and rural towns. And from the feedback that we received from the public, as you can see here, some of the challenges that our community members felt that was important to address was poverty and income inequality, increasing jobs, access to affordable housing and reducing racial disparities was so just to name a few of the things that people valued and that people felt that we needed to address in a regional planning vision. From all that input, we were able to um, kind of consist of grouping. So here you can see um, nine types of uh, themes, from economy, housing, transportation, um, all the way to agricultural and, and natural resources. How we grow a computer game was designed in partnership with UW, education and research, and it was a way for people to kind of visualize what regional planning is. It was a way for people to go in and change certain variables, um, change certain zones between blocks of, of communities. And with that, you can see how that would impact them if you look on this, on, on the side, um, based on those changes, where whether you wanted more commercialized, whether you wanted more housing, it kind of made an input on the, on the variables. Um, But driving forces, so things that could happen in the future that could impact um, our region um, is something that we need to consider knowing that we can't predict the future. We can't predict what's gonna happen. Uh, We've heard of a disruptive technology. We know that it's here. Uh, we know that technology is ever evolving, so how can we um, take into consideration all those driving forces, and how can we ensure that we um, measure its impact to our regional? So a lot of that scenario planning um, goes to storytelling. Uh, we all like maps, we all like numbers. but in order for people to come into a consensus of what our region should look like and one, two generations out, There has to be a story behind it. So thus, the planning phase of creating the scenarios around what our um, region will look like. So the values and goals um, is taken into consideration, which is what the feedback that we got on what people thought um, should be some of the things that we should address, including driving forces, will then create alternative scenarios. Ideally, um, it would be nice to create like about four, four to five um, different types of scenarios for people to look at um, and uh, make a vote. So moving forward, um, we select a story and a picture, um, but we also need to build consensus. So we reach out and do community development to get input from from our community on these various um, scenarios. Um, A vision and plan over which people feel ownership and work will make it happen. So now the timeline. Um, In 2016, we laid down the groundwork. Um, Right now, we're exploring our options, creating these various um, scenarios, and with the help of the steering committee and and the public, we'll create a vision and thus a plan. How you can get involved. If you visit our – we have a Facebook page. um, Get engaged. We will seek um, various inputs. Throughout this time this year, so please uh, reach out to myself, um, Steve, or Larry on on further getting updates on a Greater Madison vision. And with that, thank you.
0: Thanks so much to all of you. Are there questions from supervisors um, regarding the presentation? I don't see any right now, but there's contact information um, for them if they do. If you do, so thanks so much. We also
10: for- have a regional baseline assessment. Um, that's and that is that, that on people. everyone's desk? Yeah.
0: Okay, terrific. Thank you. Thanks so much for coming by tonight. We are now on to announcements. Um, does anyone have an announcement this evening? Supervisor Erickson?
1: Thank you, Madam Chair. just wanted to mention briefly that um, there are two events, musical events next Thursday, May 25th. The first one is the Madison College Big Band, which I have a poster for. And they are going to Castle, our sister county. Um, They'll be going there next month, and they have this concert um, at the Capitol Brewery in Middleton, 6 to 9 p.m. And then the other announcement is um, Convivo, which is a chamber music group. They went to Castle two years ago this coming June, and they have a concert next Thursday as well. At the same time, it's at 7.30 at the First Congregational United Church of Christ. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Supervisor Erickson. Supervisor Schmidt. Thank you Madam Chair. Um, I just would like to
8: recognize that um, Monday, May 29th is Memorial Day and um, one way of paying honor to those who've lost their lives protecting our freedom is to come to Monona and join us as we celebrate the holiday and recognize and and, and give our gratitude um, to those families and and those who have served for us and join us for the Memorial Day parade. It starts at 10 o'clock on Monona Drive so Monday, uh, May 29th, 10 o'clock a.m. We guarantee sunshine,
0: so please come and join us. Thanks, Supervisor Schmidt. Supervisor Chenoweth.
11: Thank you, Madam Chair. Well, yesterday was the 17th of May, which is the uh, annual uh, date that uh, most of us Norwegians in the room celebrate the Norwegian uh, New Year, or Norwegian Independence is usually a New Year. <laughs> But anyway, um, not to diminish the parade uh, on Memorial Day, I, I, uh, we do have a celebration coming up. Uh, and uh, I, I don't know so much about it. we want going to be able to guarantee uh, uh, sunshine. But we'll guarantee a good time. And I would appreciate uh, anybody that uh, would like to come down and, and, and celebrate with uh, Stoughton, the uh, Centumai Festivals. We have a canoe race tomorrow night. Uh, the annual uh, Centumai Walk run. Uh, which starts, <laughs> starts Saturday, Saturday, morning. Saturday morning. <laughs> yeah. And we have a parade, a youth parade, and, then, um, and a number of uh, things. Once, once you get there, you'll, you'll enjoy it. There's indoor activities also, and a lot of donuts. And, so, and then we have the a- actual uh, Scent of My Parade, uh, which is one of the main events of our community. And we appreciate anybody in the community who wants to come down and celebrate with us, and, uh, and I hope you can, uh, uh, rain or shine.
0: Thank you, Supervisor Chenoweth. Supervisor Miles.
3: Thank you, Madam Chair. Uh, tonight I am introducing um, two things that go together: an ordinance amendment uh, that establishes pace financing, uh, pace financing program in Dane County. Um, pace is an acronym; it stands for Property Assessed Clean Energy. It's a tool that will bring uh, low-cost financing to, uh, at least initially, to commercial property owners uh, looking to. Uh, make uh, renewable energy, energy efficiency, water conservation improvements to uh, their facilities. Um, And then the accompanying uh, resolution that's going along with this is uh, for us to join a statewide commission of PACE programs. Uh, The commission will be uh, a uniform way of administering the program, which helps reduce the cost and that is a collaborative effort put together by uh, Wisconsin Green Tier Legacy Communities, uh, Wisconsin League of Municipalities, and Wisconsin Counties Association, and Wisconsin Energy Conservation Corporation. So and I just real quick I want to thank um, our staff, Lisa and, uh, McKenna and Rich Greenlee in the Corp Council's Office for all their help over the last several months um, helping bring this together and working really well with the stakeholders in, in pulling this together. Thanks.
10: Thanks, Lev. Next is Supervisor Dye. Thank you, Madam Chair. Uh, I have two announcements. The first is that I wanted to share with you all that this Sunday from 2 to 5 at the Madison Marriott Marriott West, um, the Muslim community is going to be having an event that's intended to educate um, and build bridges between their community and other communities in Dane County, and um, Masood Akhtar, who is one of the organizers of that, had emailed me and asked me to invite you all. Uh, I will also send out an email to the board um, with a link to a news story that has that information, so um, please feel free to join me in attending that event. Uh, My second announcement is perhaps less exciting but also important, and that's that this evening I'm introducing an ordinance amendment, um, that is a rewrite of chapter 25 regarding money 20 purchasing, um, and I wanted to make you all aware of that. The intent is to um, just codify our current practices and um, clean up some vague language that was in there. Uh, it will be on the finance agenda for Monday, but my intent is to move postponement so that there will be plenty of time for people um, to review it, but at least start a conversation. Thank you. Thank you, Supervisor Day. Supervisor Baird.
0: Thank you, Madam Chair. I just wanted to rise to announce uh, on Tuesday uh, there is going to be a conference called the MOXIE Conference that is uh, the goal of empowering women to be more involved in the community and uh, make positive career and political changes. And as part of that, there will be a panel conversation uh, with elected officials that Supervisor Die and Supervisor uh, Stubbs will both be on and I will be moderating so I invite everyone to come and uh, of course there will be much more. You don't have to attend that session because you already know all the great work that we all do here but I invite everyone to come and join that event and if they have further questions I'm more than happy to answer. Thank you. Thank you Supervisor Barrett. The clerk has an announcement.
1: Oh, just to, I know all of you, I uh, hope have seen the, the new directory. Um, the, the artist is named Jacob Pfeiffer, and on the back you'll see a link to his website. He's had a couple posters, on um, Art's poster covers. He's really an amazing artist. This is not a picture of the flag, by the way. This is a painting, and he's really extremely talented. I believe he lives in Supervisor Kilmer's district. So um, check out the rest of his artwork uh, on the website on the back.
0: Thank you very much. Um, I just had one announcement. Um, I wanted to put on your radar that at our next meeting, our, we're um, doing the pinning ceremony at this um, meeting for the new youth governance um, members, but we're doing a reception before that upstairs with the outgoing and the incoming. So um, on June 1st, the next county board meeting at 6 p.m. upstairs, we'll have a reception with cake and um, punch. Um, So to honor the outgoing and the incoming um, new youth governance um, members. And I just want to put on your radar also to think about if you're not a member now, thinking about, you know, volunteering to be a mentor for one of the youths. um, It's a great opportunity to help um, youths understand what we're doing here at the county board. So With that, we'll move on to approval of payments. Um, Bills over $10,000 referred to the county board, is there a motion? Moved by Batano, seconded by McCarville, Um, is there discussion? Seeing none, all those in favor say aye. Opposed say no. The ayes have it, and the bills over $10,000 are approved. Under claims recommended for denial, we have D1 to D4. Are there any requests for separation? Is there a motion on the claims? Moved by die, seconded by um, shower. Is there discussion? What's before the motion is to um, deny claims D one to D four? Um, is there discussion? Seeing none, all those in favor of denial say aye. aye. Opposed say no. The ayes have it, and claims D one to D four are denied. Under the consent calendar, um, we have items F1 to F6, and I want to mention that we had one item on there that was F1 that's no longer on the consent calendar, Resolution 601. It's moved to the two-thirds vote because it's a budget amendment. There was um, an error with how it was classified, so it... Um, accidentally got put on the consent calendar when the calendar was first published. The calendar has been republished so that if you're looking online you should not see 601 on there, but if you had a paper copy or something you might see um, 601. So I want to mention it's F1 to F6, but the original F1, um, resolution 601 is now under um, the two-thirds. So are there any requests for separation on F1 to F6? Seeing none, um, is there discussion? And um, all those in favor of claims of of resolutions F1 to F6, um, say aye. And Supervisor Willett?
4: Like to be recorded as no on F6.
0: On F6, which the new F6, okay. So it's resolution 11 that you're being recorded to vote no on. I just want to. Double check.
2: Okay.
0: 11. Is that
2: 10.
0: resolution ten? Okay. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Um, so I just stopped in the middle. So I said, "All those in favor say I." All those opposed say no. And the eyes have it. And um, items F one to F six are approved. Under H, reports on zoning positions, um, H1 to H4. What's before us is the committee recommendation. We have a registration on um, um, H2. So I will separate that one item and we'll do that separately. But on H1 and H3 and 4 are there um, is there discussion is there any request for separation supervisor will h4 h4 you would like to separate also so h2 and h4 are separated so on items h1 and h3 um, what's before us is the committee recommendation is there any discussion on h1 and h3 seeing none all those in favor of the committee recommendation say aye Opposed say no. The ayes have it, and the committee recommendation is approved. On item H2, petition um, 11105, um, we have one registration. Wendy Passetti wishing to speak in support. If you'd like to come forward, you're welcome to speak from this side. Um,
8: I, I don't have a lot to say. I just wanted to be here mainly if anybody had any questions regarding the petition.
0: Okay. Thank you. Thanks. Uh, um, Are there any questions on item H2? Seeing none, is there discussion? All those in favor? Oh, wait just a moment. Supervisor Matano.
2: I'd just like to be
4: recorded as voting no. Okay.
0: All those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed say no. No. The ayes have it and item H2 is approved. On item H4. Petition 11117, Um, what's before us is the committee recommendation. Um, Is there discussion? Supervisor Willett.
4: Thank you, Madam Chair. I just wanted to comment a little bit on this. Um, This is in my district. This has gone on for a while, and it is very complicated. It is a small cul-de-sac with not very many houses, and this is some folks wanting to put a few more houses there. There, there were zoning did their work on it. They spent a lot of time on it. Um, the concerns came up in that one of the conditions that zoning put on it was that it pass the requirements put on by the highway department. I'm not getting that quite right, but it's close. It seemed like a very valid thing for zoning to do. We're certainly all very concerned with the safety of the road. Problem comes up in that what highway department wants to do is add turn lanes all over the place and it's two to three hundred thousand dollars so we're approving this zoning but in order for them to do the split the owner of the land it's going to have to come up with two to three hundred thousand dollars it's really not approving it. it sort of is but and you go back and look at it and say is it a safety issue well yes and when you look at it just as that the answer is yes but when you look at all the other roads around it There's occasionally a turn lane on one side. Um, This is right next to where Epic is, and we've had a single turn-off lane for 7,000 cars, and we're fixing that now, and that wasn't an issue. We're talking about 10 houses here. So I think that the zoning department committee did their work. The problem goes that they put this little clause on there that gave the power to highway department. When the person asks what recourse they had. They called me and asked, what can we do? Who do I appeal this to? And the answer is no one. I have a problem with that. Zoning tried to do a good thing by sending this here. We give it to one staff in Highway Department who gives this $200,000 to $300,000 bill, and they haven't even got anybody to appeal it to. So I think that there's something wrong in our system. Um, I understand all sorts of the things that got here. But I wanted you all to be aware of a little of it, and I won't go into all the detail. There's Paul who's very good at the details. He's done a lot of work at getting me all the things that were needed. Um, it's something to pay a little bit of attention to. It's all easy for us to say yes and think we've done our work here, but this doesn't quite feel like our work, and I would like to be recorded as no on this.
0: Thank you, Supervisor Willett. Supervisor Nelson. Uh,
12: thank you, Chair Corgan. Well, since Supervisor Willett uh, mentioned uh, My research that I did on this, I thought I would share a little bit of that. He did uh, approach me about this issue, and I thought I um, well, the concern came since it is it involves County Highway Trunk PD, uh, where I'm aware that there's going to be a big project on County M, that intersection, that road, and then uh, so I decided to take a road trip out there, uh, and I was surprised to see as you're going west of PD that on uh, west of M on PD at the intersection of Northern Lights there's a huge construction project going on that's basically the entrance to Epic. Uh, and I went out there a second time um, at rush hour and it was amazing all the traffic that was going on there. Um, the first time I visited I did the whole length of uh, PD to the Beltline. I uh, counted all the turned lanes uh, um, and I uh, turned off into uh, Prairie Circle, which is the uh, the cul-de-sac under question here. There are currently eight homes there. Uh, there will be two subdivisions that will increase it to 16. Uh, it's a very long cul-de-sac, and for the amount of traffic that's on PD, this is a project that really needs to be done. Uh, you know, when I talked with uh, Pam at the Highway Department, I mean, there is the option of just having uh, the uh, um, the two contractors uh, pay for this also. I mean, there, there should be, and there's been discussions going on between planning and highway and the town of Verona since, uh, well, probably since before late December. So there has been a lot of discussion going on. I really do feel it's a safety issue. So, uh, and um, the standards that PAM use to determine what kind of turn lanes need are from uh, their state standards. So there's not something that. Uh, you know, she just pulled out of the air. I mean, this, it would be something that would be done at any area in Dane County. So it was done both uh, more so for consistency according to standards, but also for safety. So uh, I think it's important that uh, this uh, uh, condition be, uh, be remained uh, as uh, the zoning set up Thank you.
0: Thank you, Supervisor
13: Nelson. Supervisor Kohler. Thank you, Chair Corrigan. I hope everyone has had an opportunity to actually look at the, what has basically become a, it is a cul-de-sac in the town of Verona, has, as has been mentioned. If you look at the map, um, it cuts off some of the current dwellings. But this is before us tonight because owners of the property that abut this cul-de-sac, it was originally about four lots. And as property owners have come in, it is becoming 16. And with that, there's a consequence. And the consequence is part of our responsibility to ensure safety of all residents in Dane County and those who visit us. So as has been mentioned, research has been done and uh, that road that is used to get access to the properties here on this cul-de-sac With the increased amount of traffic, it needs a bump out or a turn lane. Uh, That's why we have a condition at the ZLR committee that that has to be addressed. The safety of people using the road and coming in and out of that cul-de-sac has to be addressed. So I would summarize by saying we have the slogan of buyer beware. In this case, it's seller beware. The sellers of um, the people who are dividing their plots and making them multiple instead of just one are doing so with full knowledge of the consequence that there is a cost to whatever activity you do. And in this case, when you're making splits out of property and making more access, more uh, density, there's gonna be more traffic and that comes with a cost. And as has been stated, it may be $100,000 to $200,000 the town of Verona has approved this project and is aware of it and is working with the homeowners on that cul-de-sac on how the fees for the bump out or the making the road safe will be paid
0: for. Thank you, Chair Gordon. Thank you, Supervisor Collar. Supervisor Hendrick.
14: Thank you, Madam Chair. I, I agree with the comments of the previous supervisor. I, I just wanted to add a little historical perspective. Uh, I was on the Zoning Committee before this was 16 lots, before it was 8 lots, and I believe before it was 4 lots. Um, The Zoning Committee struggled with this, and uh, I sympathize with the current uh, landowners that they, they feel it's unfair and it doesn't seem to be a good process. But at the beginning of that process, the Zoning Committee suggested that there should be a neighborhood plan for this whole area to work out the road network. Before it was developed, and the the first developer of four lots said, "Well, I don't, I don't want to do that. You're 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 harassing me. You're oppressing me. Let me just have four lots." And then the next person said, "Just let me have four more lots. I, I don't. We don't want to do that planning and have a road network and have two different roads to get into these houses." Um, and so that's how we got to the place we are today. Uh, I'm not. Speaking against this proposal, uh, I will vote for it with the condition, but I I thought people should understand the reason for the condition, and I think Supervisor Kolar explained it pretty well. Uh, We did see this coming. At a certain point, it gets to the point where you have to do these improvements, and because it wasn't planned from the beginning, now it's falling on these particular landowners. So I intend to vote yes.
0: Thank you, Supervisor Hendrick. Further discussion on um, H-4? Seeing none, what's before us is the committee recommendation. All those in favor of the committee recommendation say aye. Aye. Opposed say no. No. The ayes have it and the committee recommendation on H-4 is approved. Under M, uh, items requiring a two-thirds majority for passage, we have M1 to M7, since the, um, if, you're, um, if your agenda that you're looking at doesn't show item um, 60, resolution 601, that is on there also, so it's items M1 to M7. Um, um, they do require a two-thirds majority for passage. Are there any requests for separation? Supervisor Kiefer.
12: So I've lost track of the numbering, but I'd like to separate out Res 641 amending relating to pretrial risk assessment services.
0: Okay. And I believe that is item M3 now on the agenda. Karen, can you correct me if that's correct? So so we'll separate out 641. So we have items M1 and M2, and then we have M4 to M7. Um, they do require a two-thirds majority for passage. I'd like to record them as having passed unanimously. If there's no objection, is there an objection? Those items will be recorded as having passed unanimously. On item M3, Resolution 641, amending the 2017 operating budget to enhance enhance pre-trial risk assessment services, is there discussion? Supervisor Kiefer. I
12: have a question for the Clerk of Court, and it's coming up now, so I'll ask him. Uh, question is, do you believe this program has the potential to have an impact on reducing racial disparities in the criminal justice system in Dane County?
15: We do. So the grant that started this all came from the Arnold Foundation. Um, their tool is used in many jurisdictions and is considered to be validated as race-neutral. So the thought is that a more actuarial approach to determining pretrial release using the tool is gonna result in more people um, being released pretrial, perhaps uh, always with a signature bond, hopefully, or more people with signature bonds, and more people referred to our bail monitoring program. And so what this position does is just allows us to keep on top of the workload of um, doing the risk assessments and ensures that we have um, proper staffing to do the pre services so that people can be released while they're awaiting disposition of their case. Thanks.
0: Thank you. Supervisor Kiefer, did you have further questions or?
4: No, I'm, I'm okay. done.
0: Okay. Thank you. Yeah. On resolution 641, um, this does require a two-thirds majority for passage. Is there discussion on 641? Seeing none, I'd like to record it as having passed unanimously. If there's no objection, is there an objection? Seeing none, it will be recorded as having passed unanimously. Such other business as the county is authorized to conduct by law? Is there a motion to adjourn? Moved by Chenoweth, seconded by Erickson. All those in favor say aye. aye. Opposed say no. The ayes have it, and we are adjourned.